Amen. He's good. Amen. Isn't he good? Amen. Why don't you grab a seat? Well, family, it is good to be together. Joshua and team, so grateful for you guys. Thank you. Yeah? There we go. Um, What I'd like to do is I'd like to begin this morning by just inviting the director of our training school, Beth Price, to come on up. I got a chair for you, Beth. We're going to do a little interview here um, to get us rocking and rolling, and then we'll um, get started. So, thank you, Lord. What, um, and at this time, I'd invite you to, uh, in your bulletin, there's an orange sheet. And why don't you take a look at that? I need to tell you about a correction we need to make. And just draw your attention to it. The correction is, um, our scripture today is from Isaiah 41, not Isaiah 42. So if you want to make that correction everywhere you see it, it's Isaiah 41. I'm so used to Isaiah 42 because that's just our, our um, kind of the identity that God's given us as a church, but it's Isaiah 41. So, at this time of year, I always like to invite you, uh, just individually, um, to go through a little process with the Lord of just taking stock, you know. Maturity, one, one sign of maturity is that we uh, have the uh, courage to deal with the reality of where we are in any area of our life. And then say, okay, God, how do you want me to improve in this area or that area? So, kind of looking first, by, by way of introduction, I just want to look at that, kind of at, at halfway through the sheet, you have a little... Um, outline for, for you, and it's just, it's not a law, it's just a tool or a launching pad for you to, as a way that you could think about how to do this, but you notice that I, we provide some space there for you, which is 2013 goals, and the question that you could invite God to speak to you about is, what is God's invitation to me in order to make progress in each of these areas of my life? We have the different areas there, we have the spiritual area, you know, what is God speaking to you about? Just your interaction with him. What does he want to do in your devotional life? Maybe he would have you uh, take a certain approach towards scripture this year. Uh, Maybe there's a certain area in your life that needs to be attended to in terms of repentance, like long haul. We have the intellectual area there. Um, And the physical, you know, you live in a body. I don't know if you know that yet. (laughs) And it's a good thing. God made it good, and, and he expresses himself to you through your own body. And so we want to take care of it. And um, financial things, right? Maybe we need to take stock of just um, our finances. And again, sometimes that first big step of where's my money actually being spent is a huge one. And, and maybe you need to take that. And then looking at different relationships in your life, you know? Um, how, do you, or how are you called to be intentional? With your roommates, with your spouse, with your family, with friends? Um, in your discipleship, you know, is there someone that is mentoring you? Are you mentoring some others? It's always a good balance to have. And then, um, then on the back side, there's just some space there for, you know, the reality is the only, th- um, the way things get done is if we're intentional about them schedule life. So what I want to do here, the reason I've asked Beth up is because this is a process that she goes through yearly. And I just wanted to ask her a few questions about how she does it. Again, we're not saying there's law here, but we're just saying here's some, some ideas. So Beth... Tell us, um, how do you go about this process? Like, what does it look like really practically for you to say, God, what do you, what do you want me to do this year? Yeah. Well, um, usually it begins with kind of a theme word for the year and scriptures. And it's kind of from that place of, like, God's perspective on what my year is going to look like that then I can start setting goals for myself that come out of that. Okay. And so um, when did you start doing this? Like, when did this um, first become kind of a, a habit of yours? 2009. Okay, so you got three, two or three years under your belt. Yeah. And um, three years. And so, like, when you look 
back at it, how has it worked? Like when we're in June, September, October of the, that year, how is it still coming into play? Yeah, well, it's really interesting because, you know, we, we put our years, like, as a calendar year, but sometimes, like, God will start speaking to me, like, the words and what he wants to do in me for the next year, years before, uh, you know, months before yeah. the new year. So um, so I start getting excited, actually. I love doing this. And so it's, you know, sometime in June, I'm like, oh, God, the year's halfway through. What's the next year going to be? Because I get sad that, you know, things are ending. So um, I'll be specific, though. You know, so 2009 was the year that God showed me his deep love for me, 2000. 10 was the year of Jubilee setting the captives free. 2011 was the year of light. No, wait. 2011 was the year of adventure. 2012 was the year of the light and dark places. 2013 is going to be the year of hope. So, okay, so God's going to yeah. speak in this hope for you. Okay. Uh-huh. So, again, I want to get real practical. Okay. So, because that, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, tell me, like, give me, give me the picture. Do you lock yourself in your room? Do you, do you go out to. <laughs> Like, I mean, do you do, like, I, I'm in the habit of going to a monastery yeah. that's just become, over the last mm-hmm. decade, has become just a place of great, um, uh, great intimacy with the Lord there. But mm-hmm. tell me practically, how, how does this happen? How do you get, because when you say word, you mean you actually get a word, like yeah. adventure. You say, mm-hmm. okay, God, what do you mean? Yeah. So help um, us a little bit. Get real, get as practical as you can. Well, usually it's just during a normal quiet time, sometime before, you know, the, the year. And I just ask him the question, like, God, what's the word for the next year going to be? And yeah. I wait, and he tells me. Um, but, like, this year it was a little bit more, you know, complicated because I felt like he was kind of giving me theme ideas, but I didn't really get the word until John's sermon um, a few weeks ago, or yeah. it was on hope. Um, and I was like, God, I'm really hopeless. And he's like, well, that's what I want to do in you this year. It's that you know, acknowledgement that, like, he wants to move me in understanding what hope is. And so it was actually, like, in the context of his sermon that I got the word. Um, But then from there, I get very practical. And so um, I haven't closeted myself away, but during my quiet times since Christmas, I've been doing a word study on hope. So I just go to the Bible, and, you know, I got a Strong's Concordance and Vine's Biblical Dictionary. So I'm using those, you know, and um, going through this word study on on hope and and looking at scriptures. And from there, I'm going to, like, pull scriptures, which are going to be, like, ones to meditate on for the whole year um, from there. And so ones that are in the running for being, like, theme verses for the year, like from Hosea 2, in the Valley of Trouble, I've opened a door of hope and, and stuff like that. So... Amen. So the thing I'd love to pull out from that is just notice the attention that, okay, so God's spoken a word to me. And instead of just saying, okay, great, I got the word. But the response from Beth is, I'm going to do a word study on it. I'm going to use some resources that are available to me and and find scriptures so I can really build this thing up. I think that's really remarkable. Um, And you just reminded me of maybe a good question, because I'm thinking again for the novice, how do we start this process? And just you, um, something that just got quickened to my mind was um, there's a kind of a prophetic man named Graham Cook. Some of you really enjoy his teachings. Others may not have heard of him. But he's, at least most recently, has been on the West Coast, um, although he's originally from England. But Graham Cook has a, a saying, and he says, one of the things we need to do is ask God, like, God, what, what do you want to be for me in this? Not just, God, what do you want to do in this situation, but, God, what do you want to be for me in this? So it's almost like, Beth, maybe a good introductory question is, hey, when I think of 2013, 2013, what does God want to be for me this year? And it sounds like you're saying God wants to be hope for you. But that could be maybe a good starting question for us. God, what, what do you or who do you want to be for me this year? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Cool. Do you do goal setting also? Like the, you know, the sheet kind of implies some goal setting in different areas. Why don't you tell us about how you do that? What are your domains of goal setting and how do you express them or... Well, I do the goal setting not just for the New Year's, but also like kind of quarterly. I'll step, you know check back in. But the goal setting I do after the like kind of word study of hope and that sort of thing because that helps me set goals is because I'm setting them from God's perspective. So, so you know, if you're able to hope, you're able to dream, and I'm able to like have a lot higher expectations for the year of hope than I would if I was just going to try and set goals that were easy for me. You know, yeah. so um, really good things. You know fun, dreamy sort of goals of like, whoa, in 2013, I will finish my novel, you know, stuff like that. You know, it's good things. Um, But um, usually what I do is I do take a day and I go to a coffee shop or I go for walks and I just kind of have a similar sheet of goals to that. And I'll just like pray through them. um, And I'll, I'll think about what I personally want in those areas. But then I also bring them to God and I ask what he thinks, you know, is going to be a good goal. And sometimes it's like less than what I want to set out there for myself and sometimes it's more than what I want to set out there for myself so it's a good checks and balances to pray about the list okay so you brought up two things that I want to Mm -hmm. highlight one is um so I want to ask about just what is the benefit of being so intentional like um Mm -hmm. yeah what's the benefit of being so intentional because it because for some of us out there it might just sound like a heavy yoke to be this intentional but you know (laughs) how does it set you free and then the other thing um that you just mentioned and Lord, let it come back. Let's just start with, let's just start with that. Just yeah. again, so it's a little big picture, but why be so intentional? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't like, um, structure is hard for me sometimes and goals can feel like a heavy burden. And so, yeah. um, for me, the way I keep it from feeling that way is like, it helps me, um, not, it actually, the way I started thinking about it is like, this is not the rules of the year of what I have to do and what I have to accomplish. It's more like here's the structure for what I can look forward to and what can be really freeing for me. And also it helps me keep space in my day for rest and that sort of thing. Usually goals you think, oh, well, here are the 10 things I need to do on top of that. But um, for instance, this last um, year, I was able to actually step back and say, hey, actually, God's calling me to a season of rest, so I'm going to work a little bit less than I usually would. Um, and so it helped me say no to things by talking with God about what he wanted me to do that semester. Okay, great. And yeah. I think you brought back the second part, which was um, uh, talk to us a little bit. You kind of mentioned, talk to us about that negotiation. Um, what I want to hit on is goals that are manageable. Mm-hmm. But, you, you know, so in your kind of conversation to the Lord, it sounds like there's a little negotiation where sometimes he says something that doesn't seem like anything to you, but you trust that that's his word. And other times it feels like way more than you can handle. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, you just mentioned, um, like, I'm thinking about physical. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, it's okay to say, hey, I really need to get seven hours of sleep a night as a general rule because otherwise I'll die, you know. So, <laughs> like, or, you know, I'll get very sick or very mad at everyone. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just talk to us a little about that negotiation, I guess. I, I, don't, I don't know if that's the right word, but talk to us about that dialogue between you and the Lord when it comes to the actual goal setting. Is there anything else, any light you can shed on that? Or, I mean, even just a, an advice on manageable goals and versus the, you know, because it seems like some of the things are like faith. Okay, God, we're going to do this thing. And some of them are more like have to do with management. So I don't know if you have anything to share on any of that. Right. I'm just kind of giving you a little buckshot. But. That's really good. Um, well, I, I often will set goals that are I actually don't hit. So it's not like I'm sitting there and I'm like, God, God spoke exactly what I needed to do, and I was able to accomplish it 100%. Like, so it's not, it, does, it doesn't always happen that way, but it's more like God, um, 
what it's in my daily rhythm of life as I walk through the year that like I'll do adjustments and that sort of thing. So I wanted to run a half marathon. I trained for one, but I didn't actually run one, but that's okay. Yeah. You, you know? Yeah. And so stuff like that. I'm like, Hey, maybe this next year I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be able to do that. But it's not, um, yeah, as long as I don't allow it to become this heavy weight on me. Um, and it's more like that constant every day. God, what do you have for me today? What, what's accomplishable? today and those little steps can like if you have to put like a little deposit on your goal you know each day um so i need to just get out of bed and go for a run even if it's two miles not you know not the 13 miles 13 yeah yeah amen um i'm gonna answer my own question and then you can maybe comment on it um one thought um oh i just now i just lost my train of thought again uh lord help us um it's not rehearsed so yeah Ah, oh, darn it. It was a good one. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I know. Well, I think one, one of the... So back on the question, is like, what is the purpose of being so intentional? And what are some of the benefits of this intentionality? You know, to use the language of spiritual direction or even psychology, I just think of like true self. And when I've set aside... When I've decided ahead of time, I mean, with the Lord, you know, generally speaking, these, you know, um, goals in these areas, then this is who I am. And then when... Because, you know, the... The war against us, you know, the, all of the input of media, all of the input of all of our friends and everything, every, you know, we're pulled in a million different directions. And we've decided ahead of time, hey, this is really what God's called me to do and be this year. Then with peace, we can, our yes can be yes or no can be no, you know, which is one of Jesus' commands to us, that our integrity be such that we have um, yeses and nos that, that are in flow with, with what he's called us to do. So I don't know if you have any comment on, you know, I'm just, again, asking, why be so intentional? Like, this... Why is it not, you know, is this exercise worthwhile? I'm trying to answer that question maybe for our crowd. Any other thoughts about why the intentionality helps? Hmm. And it's okay if not, I just... Yeah, I have something in there, but, you know, usually I'm an internal processor, so I'm like, hmm, can I externally (laughs) on a mic figure this out? Um, (laughs) I think that um, for me it it really does have to do with that seeing myself as God sees me um, because I think that coming from the season I just did, which was a darker season, but it was a light and dark places sort of year. Jesus was my light in that. Um, it, I probably wouldn't, it would be probably hard for me to set goals or see, hey, you know, there's going to be really good things in this year. So it's like going back and saying, God, what's your theme for the year? What are the goals that I can have from that? Like, it's this reaffirmation of, no, this is going to be a really good year. It's going to be a year of hope. And from there, I'm going to be able to set goals that are exciting for me. And and that's going to give me, like, the energy and motivation to um, be able to be, you know, who God has me for the year, you know. So, there it is. It's great. Good stuff. Hey, we're, we're family. Um, any, any questions out there? Or maybe some of you are very good at this and you want to give us a little advice. Or maybe um, you have another question. How does this work practically? Now's a great time before we get into kind of the meat of the message. Thoughts or other questions? And I'm more the external processor, so I might answer them quicker. Yeah, Kathy. Sometimes life seems... Oh, thanks. Wow. Brandon, yeah. Yeah, wow. <laughs> at least for me, sometimes life seems like it's just out of control. Mm. But if I'm settled with, I know this is what God wants me to be doing or focusing on, all of those other circumstances and things pale. And that's their place because then they don't control me. Um, that's what I found in my goal setting is I can stay focused on what God's told me instead of this coming up and that taking my attention and distractions and the enemy and all that kind of stuff. So I know it's kind of a simple thing, but 
for my personality and my relationship with the Lord, that's been like the biggest benefit of having these goals made out is he and I are in control, not the world, not circumstances, that kind of stuff. So it's great. Kathy, any practical? So you do an exercise like this kind of regularly or at least Mm -hmm. yearly? Usually the year I usually try to plan out things between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. Um, I know that's not good for a lot of people, but we don't have family here. So I'm, I have a chunks of time Free. then. Um, so I just plan out all kinds of things like what's kind of on the sheet, but especially things um, like a theme and that kind of stuff, what God's wanting to work on in me for that year. So, yeah, it's really been awesome. Good. So, yeah. So I another resource. Kathy, she's done this before. Ben Little? Um, (laughs) I could probably do this without the mic, but, um, anyways, uh, I think one of the big questions for me that, that that I find myself asking a lot, I think it's one that we all find ourselves asking a lot is that crazy question of who am I? Yeah. And, uh, so, so how does that, I mean, I mean, we're talking about, you know, kind of figuring out what God wants us to be for the year, but, but how, like, like, you know, how do we kind of really, I mean, some of us just are continuing to ask that question. Who am I? What am I about? You know, what's God calling me to? All those kind of crazy questions. Yeah. And so how does that kind of play into um, what, what you're talking sure. about here? Again, I got two, two responses off the bat, and then, Lord, bring more. I mean, by his grace. Um, the first is, I totally relate, Ben, and I want to say, I remember um, a season of my life reading through um, especially Paul's letters and the assurance with which Paul starts out. He says, I am an apostle called by God. And I remember just crying out to God saying, God, I'm jealous for that sense of resolve. Like Paul knew who he was and knew what he was called to do. And I think like you're saying, Ben, I'm saying, God, what in the world did he put me on this earth to be and do? I have all sorts of interests all over the place. So the, the number one answer I'd say is don't stop asking that question of God. Because so, I believe, you know, God's put you on this earth for a purpose. He is able to communicate to you what that is. He will in due time. He also values the journey. So just don't stop asking that question. Because for me, it was like a season of years, feeling that sense of jealousy of Paul's resolve and saying, God, please give me that resolve. And, you know, honestly, there's moments still like that. So that'd be the first one. The second thing is, on a real practical one, I'd say one way is um, what does resonate with you in Scripture? You know, as you just read Scripture and you get exposed to different genres and different parts of Scripture, you can take a clue from what resonates with you. You know, or, or even just like what resonates with you um, in, in extra-biblical literature as well. You're just like, uh, I'm saying like the spiritual writings, you know. As you can maybe hear from even my response, a lot of the spiritual direction stuff resonates with me. You know, there's, I understand that language. There's, I'm on that wavelength. Um, you know, a lot of that interior kind of soul journey stuff, that's, that's me. So that would be my question, or my answer would be, whatever starts to resonate with you out of Scripture and out of, you know, people who believe in Jesus and their writing, that's a good clue. Amen? So a little good start for you. We can... We can keep going on that. Can I say one more thing? Please, Kathy. (laughs) The starting point that kind of started me with all this was years ago. I wanted to try and read the Bible through in a whole year. Yeah. So I started on January 5th or 1st with just a reading plan. And then it's become a yearly thing where I've just tried to get a different version every year and read through it. So you could even do that just with one chapter or one book or something and... Whatever, however God leads you, but that's kind of where I started about 15 years ago was doing it, and it's been awesome. Amen. So. We see the fruit, Kathy. All right. We're gonna, let's do questions, and, and yeah, Elizabeth and then David. 
Good. And sorry, Beth, do you have any thoughts here? That was good. Okay. So I have to do this for work every year, as I'm sure many people do. And uh, what I've found is that you need to be very specific. You don't just say, I need more faith. I want more faith. You say, you know, God, I want to walk out in these areas this year. Or, God, what areas do you want me to walk out in specifically? Um, So the the, uh, more intelligent you make your goals, um, the more reward there is when they're met. Amen. Specificity, good. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Elizabeth. David Connectly. I'm just curious for... um, (laughs) David, can you please be a radio announcer? (laughs) (laughs) So good. Yes, please. Um, So I was just wondering, I feel kind of like Noah being told to build an ark, a guy who's never seen a large body of water, let alone had to build something that floats on it. Yeah. Um, Wondering, as I continue to grow and mature wondering how you know do i go about practically doing this yeah i mean yeah it's great to sit down on you know december 31st and say hey i want to do you know run, run an iron man next year sure and then you know come january 2nd after going for a morning run deciding this is a bad idea um <laughs> so how i mean and to take that to whatever level you want in body, mind, or spirit. But how? What systems would you suggest putting in place to encourage things past the first week, month, quarter, six months, and so on to actually follow through? That's yeah. always been my problem. Actually, following through with this great idea that I say is great. But anyhow, great, great question. Um, so I think my, my immediate response, and again, I want to open it up to Beth and others, is I, I would want to just show you, uh, through the years, I've, I'm a document person. So I've created different documents that are kind of meant to guide me. And I actually just did it. You know, I turned 40 in November, and I kind of, I, it was a big taking stock for me. And I've kind of, I'm, this document is not yet finished, but it's one I'm working on. I'm like, hey, here's really where, you know, with the short life that I've been given, these are priorities. And, I, you know, I, and um, I want to make them. So my answer is the best thing I can do is probably just give you some of those documents that I've created over the years so you can see them. But then to your point, there is something about checking them. I know because I craft them with great care and with great kind of attention to the Lord that I do tend to go back to them because, um, you know, like throughout the year I'll say, gosh, where am I on this or how's this going? So that's probably the best thing I can do for you is share with you some of those documents, and I'm happy to do that. Yeah, I do a similar thing and keep track of what I've put for myself. But also, I think that being accountable to other people is really important, too. So it's like if there is some, like, major life change thing that you want to be doing, like be talking to it, uh, to, you know, the person who's discipling you or your friends or, or whatever, you know, just be keeping them in the loop. And, you know, it's, it's amazing what, you know, a little bit of, like, people checking in back with you, asking for updates um, can do with your motivation. Yeah, and even just one person, sharing that with one person, saying, hey, this is where I'm headed this year. You know, let's, let's, let's walk through this together. Great comments, thoughts. Elizabeth. So to that, um, I, this isn't for me. I got it from a book. But uh, it starts with vision, and that can be very broad. And then you can break it down to goals. You know, what are your goals to meet that vision? And then you can break it down into tasks. If you say, I want to be financially successful, that's not really going to help. But if you say, okay, by this date, I want to pay off these credit cards, again, it's being more specific. But then you have to say, okay, here's my budget in order to make that possible. 
So, uh, yeah, vision goals, tasks, even daily tasks. That's great. Do you know the name of that resource, or are there other resources here that we can mention? I don't I, I do not. Okay. Maybe maybe we can um, – do you know how to get the name of that resource? Yep. Okay. So maybe we can do that, and then maybe we can put it in, the, in our email this week. Cool. Other questions, thoughts, resources? And other, otherwise, I'd like to transition us. Anything else at all? Good stuff? Okay. Beth Price, thank you. You guys, round of applause for Beth Price. So, um, yeah, and, and let us help one another and um, let us uh, have resources for one another.